Welcome to the Connect Extension podcast brought to you by the Extension Foundation. The Extension Foundation was formed in 2006 by Extension directors and administrators. Today, the Foundation partners with Cooperative Extension through liaison roles and a formal plan of work with the Extension Committee on Organization and Policy to increase system capacity while providing programmatic services and helping Extension programs scale and investigate new methods and models for implementing programs. The Foundation provides professional development to cooperative extension professionals and offers exclusive services to its members. This podcast is supported in part by New Technologies for Ag Extension, grant number 2020-41595-30123 from the USDA National Institute of Food and Agriculture. I'm Melanie Pugsley, the host of today's podcast. I interviewed two Excite National Program team members, Don Burton and Maggie Grandin, on their roles as engagement coordinators for the 1890 and 1994 regions. To get some context on the different regions, there are three categories of land-grant institution named for the year they were established in 1862, 1890, and 1994. Then 1890 institutions referred to the HBCUs. There are 19 1890s primarily in the southeastern states. The 1994 institutions are tribal colleges and there are 36 of these institutions. The XI project is building a brand new framework for how the cooperative extension system could engage and reach extension programs across the country and in all three regions. The EXCITE program created practices to ensure the underrepresented regions were included in the design of this new nationwide system. One way 1890s and 1994 representation was incorporated in the design was to appoint engagement coordinators to the national program team to serve as touchpoint for the two regions. Having Dawn and Maggie as engagement coordinators means the EXCITE projects from their region have a direct line to the national program team. They're also able to represent these teams during the planning of EXCITE events, making decisions about extra funding, and discussing project barriers and resources we need. They provide valuable insights from their region in every decision we make for building the system. Recently, we were able to reflect and brainstorm as a team on what worked for the EXCITE program, what did not work, and what we would have done differently. When discussing the things that worked for a program, engagement coordinators were high on everyone's list as they provided necessary input from the recruitment to the implementation stages of the system-wide effort. During the reflection on how we could do better, Don and Maggie made valuable suggestions that led us to think about how we could make our projects more equitable in the future and how we can build more sustainable relationships with the 1890 and 1994 institutions. After the conversation, I thought it'd be great to bring them on so everyone can hear a piece of this dialogue and highlight why their roles as engagement coordinators are vital to the program team and vital to pushing diversity and equity forward in cooperative extensions, system-wide projects. In this interview, Maggie and Dawn talk about what inspired them in their roles, the challenges the regions faced in this project, and what system-wide programs can do to better recruit and build sustainability with 1890s and 1994s. 
I hope you enjoyed this conversation and a thank you to Maggie and Dawn for joining and sharing their perspectives. Thanks for being here today. So first, if you just want to introduce yourself, what you do, and an overview of how you got involved or what led you to being involved in the Excite program team. So my name is Maggie Grandin, and I work for AHEC, which is the American Indian Higher Education Consortium. And AHEC is the unifying body for the nation's 37 tribal colleges and universities. And um, I've worked with AHEC for a number of years. And in the last few years, I have worked primarily on their health and wellness uh, grants and efforts and initiatives. And so when the Excite leadership team reached out to AHEC, um, looking for an engagement coordinator, they they looked to me, which was really exciting, and and that's how I got involved in um, in Excite. And my name is Dawn Burton, and I am the 1890 engagement coordinator. I work for Prairie View A&M University, which is a historically black university, and I found out through my uh, extension administrator. Um, she asked me if I would be interested in the opportunity. And after learning about what was involved, it was, um, it seemed very exciting. And so I said yes, and I applied. I, in Prairie, at Prairie View, I am the uh, health coordinator um, with the Cooperative Extension Program. And so I focus on everything health and wellness, um, specifically aligned with the family and community health unit, but I manage the health and wellness grants for 4-H as well. Okay, and then can you just explain to us what you do as an engagement coordinator for this project and what do you think the most important part of your role is? Um, so as an engagement coordinator for the 1994 institutions, I would say that I serve as a liaison between um, the EXCITE program and maybe the Extension Foundation more broadly um, and the 1984 institutions, the Extension offices and, and those who are working on this effort. Um, and really, I, I would say that I'm, I serve as a resource for them, you know, whatever sorts of, for the 1984 institutions, whatever sort of needs they may have or questions or um, if they need certain kinds of support, you know, either I'm going to provide that to them or help get them to where they need to go to, to accomplish their um, objectives or get their question answered. Um, and then as far as the most important part, um, uh, I, you know, I think, I think the, the intentionality behind Excite um, having an 1890 engagement coordinator and a 1984 engagement coordinator really is the most important part. I think it really speaks to them uh, really wanting to reach into these different communities and making sure that they're doing it in an effective and thoughtful way. Um, and so, you know, I think, uh, I think just serving as a resource for the 1984s is, is probably the, the most important part of um, of my engagement role. Yes, I would uh, echo what Maggie said for 1890s. Um, I, I serve in the same capacity, but specifically for the 1890 institutions. Um, 
whatever they need. Uh, sometimes it's just a trusted contact or source that they can reach out to. Uh, within the within the scope of the project, there are a lot of deadlines and, and expectations, all wonderful, but depending on the um, capacity or the resources, different institutions have different abilities. Um, and while everyone wants to be successful, the level of support that they need varies. And so it's for that reason that um, I felt like it would be a great opportunity for me to get to know people at the various 1890s that I, I don't already know or have a relationship with, but it also allows um, this national project to have a trusted resource within uh, this set of institutions that is typically underserved uh, or uh, well, typically underserved and, and may not receive the, the equitable support that it the institutions deserve. So um, I think in that is the, the key important part that it was a wonderful idea um, and not only idea, but it was a wonderful action to make sure that um, these institutions that are not always at the table have a seat at the table or a voice at the table that can voice whatever concerns, support, celebrations um, that exist. And I am just honored to be that person. So after engaging with these teams for a year, seeing them at events, talking to them one-on-one, -on -one, going through their reports, all of that, what is something you've learned from your role in representing these institutions? Um, so I would say there's two, two parts to this for me. Um, one, in, in my other roles with AHAC, I've, I've mostly worked with um, the tribal college and university administration with the presidents of the colleges or with um, student outreach or student services. So this was the first time um, that I was working with uh, the extension offices and really getting a feel for the 1994 um, uh, um, offices and, and what all that means. So that was definitely something new as I stepped into this role for me um, was just kind of the extension foundation and then the extension offices at the TCUs. Um, and this is something, you know, as far as being in this role, something I already knew was just the, um, the intricacies of working with the tribal colleges and, and taking into account the different um, tribes and working on different reservations and with different resources available at, at the different institutions. Um, but just just how how expansive that is. And so we've had to go back to the drawing board a, a little bit to make sure we're engaging this population in the right way. Um, and so that I would say that's the 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 biggest lesson where I knew I knew it existed, but just just the the depth of that has really been a learning experience for me. I think my largest learning experience is that uh, a lot of the 1890s experienced the same challenges. Uh, I've worked with various institutions, maybe on uh, or one or two institutions on another project. Um, but to be able to have access to individuals at institutions all across the 
1990s and be able to talk apples to apples about a situation and hear the same comments consistently across the board uh, was very is very enlightening. Um, and, and also to be able to celebrate the successes of um, each institution and then to help everyone uh, through whatever challenges come up. And it's just fascinating, the similarities and the differences um, within Extension. It's, it's such an amazing system and network of, of institutions but sometimes depending on the project, it's there's a silo either within my university or within the partnering um, institution that we're working with. But to have that forest level view to, of, of everyone involved and be able to have conversations apples to apples and oranges to oranges about what's going on is very enlightening. And I think that's the, the biggest thing that as much as there are differences. There are also a lot of similarities for the good and then the, the opportunities for change as well. So we get feedback all the time from people who come to our events or people who watch the recordings from after the events about how impressed they are with our teams and how much they've been able to get done just with the amount of money they have and the time and all the pushback. Everyone is really blown away just by what they've been able to accomplish in their communities and the amount of people that they've been able to reach. And so I'm wondering, looking back, what is something that has particularly impressed you during this project? Um, yes, I, I think the resiliency of, uh, of, of all the teams um, to the extent that Excite is, is working with COVID and COVID is a, a topic that is, could be very politically challenging um, in various states. And sometimes it's not the state, it's just within the institution. And just to hear the resiliency across the board where people are determined to, um, not only meet the challenge or, or meet the, the goals of the grant, but to exceed the goals of the grant. Um, a specific example is um, at Tennessee State. Uh, Tennessee State has a dynamic team where the public health unit and the extension uh, partnered, pub, partnered uh, to, to work on the goal, work on the grant and and um, they have been able to, to do some am amazing outreach. Uh, Dr. Inman uh, is, has gotten all types of public publicity and uh, been able to just really get information out in ways that I don't know if they really expected early on, but has just done phenomenal at um, getting the word out, increasing educational educational access and resources to people that were not originally within their uh, scope of work. Yeah, let, me, let me share. Um, yeah, so, I, you know, I think, I think um, a couple different things come to mind with this question. Um, so, and I don't think this is unique to the 1984s, but we have a lot of institutions that are really, really small and, and really instead of having an extension office, there's one person who's working on these efforts. So, you know, just really impressed with how um, some of our, our institutions were able to work through this, this effort and achieve really successful things um, with their COVID vaccination rates. 
um, you know, specifically College of Menominee Nation, um, and I'm not going to get this quite right, but at, at the beginning of this effort, they were at 20% vaccination rate for um, for college age students, and and when uh, maybe a month or so ago, they were up to 80%. So I mean, that's that's just really a phenomenal accomplishment. Um, and we've seen we've seen similar uh, increases in vaccination rates at um, uh, Red Lake Nation um, on this project too. Um, the other thing that that really impressed me is 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 how some of the institutions are working together. So we have Bay Mills Community College located up in Michigan, who's working with um, uh, um, other Michigan institutions to to really put together good work on on the Excite Activity One effort. So, you know, I I think just you know, Don mentioned this, but the resiliency of these smaller institutions to to really put out good work and and um, have um, good products uh, developing with with higher increased vaccination rates is really just very impressive. And then the institutions coming together and working collaboratively is just wonderful to see. Um, and then, you know, what we all want is increased vaccination rates is really that's always a, a good thing to see. So you've touched on this a little bit in other questions, you know, just giving insight about what your teams have gone through, but I'm interested to hear what do you think the biggest challenges your regions face in the Excite project? Um, so the the um, tribal colleges and universities, so the, the 1994 institutions are coming from some of the most impoverished uh, areas of the country. And I think it's something about seven of the 10 poorest counties have a, a tribal college or university located in them. So, you know, that's that's definitely speaks to um, the population of people. I, I, I will say to have a tribal college, though, is, you know, kind of like a beacon of hope and inspiration there. So they're they're really helping to lift up their communities. Um, but I do I do think you know, coming from reservations or for, from these lower socioeconomic communities, that is a hardship. And then, and then there isn't always this equitable support, um, as Don mentioned earlier, that exists. And, um, you know, I, I certainly think that's hard. And then just plain and simple, the time resources and the people resources are, are limiting factors. What do you think Excite or any other national projects could do better to recruit the regions that you support? Um, so I, I think uh, there's, there's a number of, of different things that come to mind um, when I think about this question. Um, for the 1994s, you know, I think it's really important to be very transparent in the planning of um, a project and to include different types of people in the planning process, to, to bring in diverse people with diverse backgrounds, um, to make sure that it's, that it's um, as equitable as it can be. Um, I think it's also really important to make sure that there's, there's a lot of cultural awareness taking place 
um, it, you know, it's important to recognize the diversity that exists among the different tribes and, you know, in, in, and the nuances that exist there too. And it, it's not, I'm not saying necessarily to like know everything because that's not possible, but to be open to learning different things and coming, um, into these communities, recognizing that these are sovereign nations, these are sovereign people, and uh, you know, entering into communities and and not demanding, but asking and and being willing to be open and to listen. Um, and then I think a really important thing is to be ready to uh, uh, establish a long term lasting relationship. Um, I think the 1994s are really familiar with, they get funding, it gets dropped into their communities, and then that's it. And so I think to, to be really successful, we have to create this long-term lasting partnership. And it begins with, um, you know, taking the time and, and, and allotting the, the time and the space to um, build a, a respectful relationship through appreciating their way of life and their way of doing. And then from there, um, kind of growing that into something long-term, that's going to be uh, really, really great. Yes. I, I have to agree with, with Maggie wholeheartedly. Um, I think it was a wonderful, it was wonderful intentionality to um, create these positions in terms of the 1890 and 1994 engagement coordinators, um, but taking it a step further and understanding that um, it's more than just having a voice at the table, it's understanding that how the nuances of the challenges from the different um, institutions and uh, keeping in mind that if this is supposed to be a long-term process, not just for one project at a time, but an overall change in how we engage, then taking the time to be intentional and transparent uh, from the beginning to ask the questions about how to build the relationships, how to best engage with the communities, what are the challenges. Understanding the nuances uh, within the 1890 system uh, with the different institutions, although they seem similar, can be very different at the institutional level. So it's important to uh, really have transparent conversations about how projects, what it's gonna take for projects to be successful at each institution um, and, and not just uh, grouping everything, to, every, everything together. Um, in an effort to not completely repeat what Maggie said, uh, I'll, I'll just kind of stop there because it's, it's, it's a lot of similarities. Um, there, there are cultural um, challenges with Excite. Uh, one thing that was popular, a popular conversation as far as the African-American community is that uh, there is a history of oppression and um, especially when people relate back to the Tuskegee uh, study that causes discomfort um, with engaging in the medical professional. 
and understanding that that is real. But talking to the professionals, uh, like at Tennessee State, where public health and extension came together to speak to how open those challenges is very vital. And so again, um, just understanding that being transparent, keeping the goals of intentionality and long-term sustainability uh, is important. And then walking in and, and, and listening. Yeah, so going off of that, beyond just creating a new system-wide project, what do you think is needed for extension as a whole to be successful as a system that really engages all of the regions? So uh, I think it would be good for everyone to understand bias and the cultural nuances that exist uh, within all cultures and all people. Uh, And how at a national level, when you're planning, making sure that voices of people of color and the minority uh, populations that are the target or or the folk primary or the primary um, audience of interest are heard and valued at the table. Uh, Planning with intentionality and sustainability in mind, because what that leads to is conversations uh, about the real challenges and barriers that exist. And when those challenges and barriers can be discussed, then typically extension is awesome at coming up with solutions. And uh, so for that reason, I think extension as a whole should embrace some bias training um, because it exists, everyone has bias. I think the Coming Together for Racial Understanding program is an awesome program at building relationships and allowing people to come outside of their comfort zones to engage in the conversations around race and racism that exist and that need to be engaged in so that the improvements and the efforts can be fully realized. Um, The Health Innovation Task Force from ECOP created a national framework And I think if that is embraced and and fully engaged and supported in, then that will also help to move the needle forward towards making the level of impact that uh, Extension as a whole would like to continue to reach. Uh, I think those goals could be exceeded because fundamentally we're all people with bias uh, and the sooner we can embrace and be honest about the biases we have, the sooner we can have impactful conversations about helping the communities that are of importance that need the most help. And then I just, you know, everything that Don said is, is, um, you know, hits the nail on the head for sure. Um, And I just wanted to add that, um, you know, there's, there's, I, I think opening ourselves up to conversations and appreciating these kind of inherent bias, um, will give us an opportunity to develop pathways that aren't, um, you know, kind of the mainstream way that things are done now. And it'll allow us to maybe bring in some indigenized ways or, you know, different sorts of cultural ways of developing programs um, or initiatives. And it, and it really, it starts with uh, giving yourself the opportunity to, 
to address inherent bias and, and racism and and opening yourself up to those those honest conversations and having them and then and then choosing a way forward um, as you now know better. Um, and then I did just want to add that, you know, I, I do I do think it it takes um, uh, a really prepared um, or a really intentional effort um, and time. But, you know, creating a sustainable partnership begins with with these types of steps. And then, you know, I think that's the ultimate goal is to to create these lasting partnerships. Okay, and lastly, I just wanted to ask if Maggie, you can speak on the new project we have. We have a new Excite project that's in its very beginning stages. Um, with some extra funding, we will we were able to put together a new project for the 1994s that we're really excited about. So, Maggie, want to tell us a little bit about that? So the new the new 1994 engagement project. Um, is a pilot project similar in in nature to the Excite Activity 2 level projects in that it's a pilot project um, uh, for adult immunization education. Um, And so this particular effort, however, what what differentiates it from the existing A2 projects is that it any of the 1994 institutions that are participating participate collaboratively. So they're each involved in one project um, and they, they uh, provide um, the programming and the planning efforts and the ideas and, and the types of resources that they may have at their individual institutions. And they, they kind of put them together to create this overall effort. Um, and then we're hiring a coordinator, hopefully in, in just about a week, um, who's going to kind of uh, bring each of the 1984 institutions and their ideas and their resources together and provide the overall support and leadership to implement this effort. Um, and so it, it's really important for us to hire um, a coordinator who's, who's experienced with the Native community with AIA and with the American Indian and Alaska Native um, cultures and communities. And then um, uh, it was really important for us to hear that there is there is this need for people resources at the 1994 institution. So we're providing that through the coordinator position. Um, and so ultimately, the, the overall ultimate goal is to create a partnership that's going to be long-term and to help bring any sort of additional funding or opportunities from the Extension Foundation to the 1994 institutions. And so this is kind of like our, our, our first real effort to create that type of lasting partnership. Um, so we're just, we're just starting, but I, you know, we're excited to see where this goes. Don and Maggie, I appreciate all of your insight you've shared, and I know that insight comes from listening to your teens and being that support for them. 
So thanks again for joining and for your willingness to discuss all these things that bring so much value to our Excite program. I really enjoyed our conversation. I'll talk to you soon.